welcome back. I'm Alicia. And I'm Liv. And you're listening to TBR, the podcast where we drink and spill the tea on books from your TBR lists. It's December. It is. Which means Christmas is coming up. Yes. And my birthday is coming up. It is. How exciting. It's very exciting. And so since we're getting the Christmas vibe, it works kind of well because today we're going to be reviewing A Court of Frost and Starlight by Sarah J Maas. We are. This little novella is kind of based on the winter solstice, which is the equivalent of Christmas. It's going to be a super fun episode where... Reviewing the book, and then we're going to do some quizzes on who our mates are, which Akatar character we are, and which court we belong to, and we'll discuss some future Accord of Silver Flame theories. Yes. And we will also be fan casting the characters from Akatar. Yes, we are. We're very excited. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Yes. And we are also super excited to be hosting a giveaway. We are so excited about this. Since it's Christmas time and you guys have been so lovely. And supportive. Yes, there's been an overwhelming amount of support. We just wanted to give back a little bit. And we hope you guys are excited too. Yes, so stay tuned until the end of the episode for that one because we will be talking about the rules for entering, etc. Yes. So, what tea are we drinking this week? We are drinking vanilla chai. We are. It's a bit spicy, but n- not like <laughs> spicy. I mean, we need it for this episode. We do. It kind of coincides with the slight spiciness, but also slight oh, vanilla. Please, the whole book is a fanfic. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, it's like cinnamony. It's got a bit of ginger. It's just really warming. Yeah. It reminds me of Christmas. Me too. The vanilla too. It adds a nice essence to it. Yes. So should we get started? Let's do it. Yay! So, story starts off, it's snowing, super nice, super Christmassy. Feyre is reflecting, she's like, nearly two years ago I killed that wolf. Damn. That was a long time ago, so much has happened. It was, but also, I feel like it's not that long ago. I thought Feyre and Reese and Tamlin, all that happened between, like, four years or something yeah like i don't know two years seems like such a long time but also such a short time it does it seems like she just met reese which is very interesting because their bond is so deep oh my god you're so right like in the span of two years Feyre killed a wolf yeah she got kidnapped she had stockholm syndrome fell in love with another man yeah she fought off this evil fae lady yeah she got engaged Uh, she also died oh yeah forgot that one yeah she also died And then she came back to life. Yeah. And then she got engaged. She did. And then she called off the engagement. She did. And she went to stay with this other hot guy. Yeah, this other hot guy. And then she back and forwarded for a bit. Yeah, and then met all of his hot friends. Yeah. And then she became really close with him. Yeah. And then she got with him. Yeah. And then she married him. She did. And then she became the High Lady of the Night Court. And then she went to the old sexy man's place. To infiltrate. Yeah. She infiltrated his camp. She brought down an entire court. And then she met a really sexy Tarquin man. No, that was way before. Well, I just wanted to add it in there because it's really important. (laughs) Look, fair. Highlight of the story. Yeah. And then she went back to the other sexy man, the, the the real sexy man's house. Yeah, with all the other sexy men and women in the house. Yeah, and then there was a war. There was. And she killed lots of people. She did. And her dad died. And her sisters also killed the King of Highburn. <laughs> yeah. That's a very 
big couple of years that Farah had. I don't know if I could deal with it. Neither. That's a lot. Yeah, and we don't even know how much time has gone since the battle yet. True. Yeah. I think it's only very new in the aftermath, though, because I think people are still trying to, like, rebuild Valaris. Yeah, maybe it's the end of that year. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get it. Me neither. But I kind of do get it. Like, coronavirus this year. That's true. This year feels like it's gone on forever. And maybe that's how Pharaoh feels. Yeah, I think so too. And also, some people are engaged for like seven years, or they date for seven years and they don't even get married. And Pharaoh's like... Did they even get engaged? (laughs) They just got married. They just went straight for the marriage. They did. So cute. I mean, I guess the sexual tension was enough of an engagement for them. Yeah. They were like, the Court of Nightmares is kind of like a church. We got Chris in there. It's fine. So now we get a little overview of what everyone's been doing since the war. Yeah. And everything's settled down a little bit more. And so we find out that Elaine is actually still living at the townhouse in Valaris. Mm-hmm. And Nestor actually got her own place across the city. Mm-hmm. She's a city gal. She is. She is modern. Lucian actually got a really nice, classy, elegant apartment near the river. I'm shook. Say? <laughs> like, I feel like he has a cozy little home. Yeah. Or a cottage. A man cave. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I feel like it would have, like, moose heads and stuff in it, but instead of mooses, it's like the ators and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, it's like a manly man cave. <laughs> I just feel like it looks like a lumberjack house. That's what I'm saying. With deer heads. Maybe like a cabin. Yeah, a cabin. Lucian's such a cabin boy. And he just like walks in in his Timberlands every day and he's like, I'm a man. That's right. Except uh, instead of that, he has a really nice, elegant household. Which really surprises me. Maybe he was trying to keep it nice and neat for Elaine. Oh, Mm, yeah. Who knows? And anyways, and we also find out that after the battle did conclude, Lucian did actually go to the spring court to talk to Tamlin, but when he returned, he had a black eye and a split lip and he just never spoke about what happened. So obviously he either had a really embarrassing fall or Tamlin punched him. I honestly feel like maybe it was like, we both love Gilmore Girls. We do. I feel like this reminds me of the scene where Jess shows up and he's got like, Whatever it is, a cut lip or, like, a bruised eye or something. Yeah, like a black eye. And Rory's like, oh, my God, what happened? Like, were you in a fight? How dare you? And he's like, I got attacked by a swan. Whoops. And Rory was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, no, seriously, it's it really was a embarrassing. vicious swan. Yeah. That's Lucian here. That he's is like, Lucian. I wouldn't put it past him. He's like, <laughs> I agree. I feel like if anyone's going to be attacked by a swan, <laughs> it's Lucian. He'd just accidentally bump into it and he'd be like, oh my god, look at it, and try and like pat it. Or feed it. Feed its children. Feed its little, yeah, little exactly babies. Or maybe he like hunts it because we know he likes hunting. True. And Feyre's like, again, I don't like hunting. So <laughs> Lucian's like, I'm not going to mention it to Feyre. But everyone thinks it's this huge deal with Tamlin. So I'll just leave it at that. No yeah, one will yeah, ever yeah. know the better. Yeah. And we find out that Reese is actually currently at Devlin's camp. Yes. And then we get a fun little switch perspective, and now it's Reese's point of view. I love it when it's Reese's point of view. Him and Cassian are at this camp, and Cassian's super pissed at Devlin because the girls aren't training. No. And we know how much Cassian likes equality. Yes. And non-discrimination. Against gender. (laughs) (laughs) And Reese is only, like, half listening to what Cassian and Devlin are talking about. He's like, hmm, let me daydream. And he daydreams to this time last week where he was, like, super horny and stuff, and 
he saw Feyre and she like came up to the roof and they flew and he's like, I just couldn't contain myself. And they just started having sex in the air. And apparently he'd like planned it for weeks or something but for like a future occasion. But then at this point he was like, I'm going to just do it. Ew, Reese. And it says that it took a lot of cloaking skills and careful maneuvering. I would not want to be walking out in the nighttime, taking a stroll in Valaris and being like, raining? Is it raining? Why is it spicy? <laughs> I don't know. You should have brought an umbrella, Liv. I just, why would you do that? He has a mate. He is so overwhelmed by just his lust for Feyre. I mean, yeah, but it's so inappropriate. It is. And also, they're like the High Lord and High Lady. Like, come on, get a room. Get another piece of the sky. What would you do if you looked up in the air and saw the Prime Minister <gasps> just like... I'd throw up. <laughs> I know. Disgusting. Who wants to see the ruler of their land going at it in the sky with their partner? Not me. Not me either. I think Helion would love it though. <laughs> oh, I think Helion would too. Helion would be like, I want to get in on that. Yeah. And Reese is like, all right, Cassian, let's go home to celebrate winter solstice. And Cassian's like, no, I'll stay here because there's some tension between the warriors. Some people want to rebel. I better stay here as you know. The man in power. The general. Yeah. And Reese is like, uh, that's stupid. It's literally winter solstice, like Christmas. We gotta be together. You gotta come with us. It's a family occasion. That's right. And we also learn that Cassian and Nesta don't speak to each other anymore. That's a very big surprise because, um, a few months ago, she was diving her entire body on top of him to save him. It was like, you and me, we go down together. I know. But now she's like... We knew that she was living over the other side of town, but now she's, like, living in a dodgy area. Yeah. Ratatata! <laughs> Ratatata! I'm in the ghetto! Ratatata! <laughs> Anyways, Cassian is super low-key, and he's like, uh, how is, uh... And Reese is like, I better save him from asking. Oh, uh, yeah, Nesta's good. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of leaves it at that. And then Reese is kind of thinking about his own relationship, and he's like, oh my god, Feyre's literally turning 21 this winter solstice. I'm over 500 years old. She's so young. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's a huge on. age gap. Yeah. But then Cassian's like, oh, chill out. Your mum was 18 and your dad was like 900 years old when they got married. Bro. Bro. What? 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 <laughs> but maybe he looked younger. No, it's just not about that. It's just about, like, life experience and maturity. Yeah, he could have had so many other relationships before her. And she was probably a lot more inexperienced. I just mean in general. Yeah. Like... With everything. She's 18. Wow. That's younger than us. It is. Like, I hadn't even finished high school. Neither. We were there sitting algebra and she's there like, I wonder what my 900-year-old man's gonna want for Christmas. She's like... Hold on one sec. I'm literally the lady of a whole court. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> that kind of makes me feel really underaccomplished. <laughs> yeah, same. By 18, she's ruling a whole ass court. She's married. Does she have Does she have Reese yet? No. They got married when she was 18. Yeah, but who knows how long. True, but she probably had Reese when she was our age. How crazy is that? <laughs> I'm shook. Same. This is literally the age gap in Sarah J. Maas' books. 
astounds me. Me too. But, I mean, if they don't age, they don't age. Age is just a number, even if there's like 882 years apart. Oh my god. Yeah. My goodness. Oh my god. So, on that note, we switch to Cassian's perspective. I found it kind of weird because, like, Feyre and Reese's chapters were both in first person. Yeah. And it's like, I was thinking this, I said to Cassian... I had sex with Feyre in the night sky. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Cassian's was like, Cassian found himself thinking. Why is like, it third person? Did, did, did you actually, Cassian, did, <laughs> did you, you find yourself thinking? Do you think, though, maybe... Cassian's inner monologue is third person. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Like, Cassian's a bit sad today. He's just, like, cleaning his blade and he's like, Cassian did a real good job today in the yeah. war. <laughs> Afterwards, it's like, Cassian really loves Nesta, but Cassian's sad because yeah. Nesta doesn't want him. <laughs> yeah. Nesta and Cassian don't talk anymore. <laughs> sad. <laughs> Anyways, so Cassian is flying towards the mountain called Ramiel, which is the heart of the night court, and was actually used during the blood rite. Yeah. And he's just kind of flying around a bit and he sees another little camp that's burned to ashes and he's like, yeah, I burnt it to ashes. <laughs> I don't really understand why, but we find out that it's actually the camp where his mother used to live before she died. Yes. And he doesn't even know where she's buried. No. And Cassian just has a bit of a sad moment just reflecting on his mother and who she was. I'm kind of surprised by this. This was not what I was expecting. That Cassian has a heart. I mean, not like that. Mm. But yeah, like that. Like, he just comes off as so cocky and, you know, flirty, I guess, during the actual Akatar series. But now that we're getting his perspective, all he is is just an angsty boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for a call to silver flames. I'm ready to really get Same. the insider scoop. The three dimensionality of the characters in that will be astronomical. I'm so ready. And so now we're back in Ferris' perspective, and she's in the rainbow strolling, and she actually sees a crumbling house. Yeah, she's just like staring at it, and then a random person arrives, and she's like, "That used to belong to Paulina, and it was a gallery. It's also for sale now." And Ferris like, "That's cool." Um. Who are you? Yeah, good to know. And the lady introduces herself as Racina, and she's an artist. She is. And she actually invited Pharaoh to paint with them. And she's like, oh, thank you, but I couldn't. Because I'm busy, and also I'm a little bit traumatized. Just a little bit. Just a little. So she leaves and then takes up her time by shopping for Winter Solstice presents for her friends. Yeah, and she's with more. So they find, like, some nice jewellery for Amarin, and Ferris like, so what are you getting the others? And Moore's like, I don't know, I find it really hard. Like, I'm pretty sure Asriel just has, like, a whole-ass drawer of daggers that I bought him in the past, and he's just too polite to throw them out. Like, has. But to be fair, if you know someone for over 500 years... You get them 500 daggers. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's probably hard thinking of new and creative ideas. That's right. But more does it anyway. More does. More's like, oh, just another year, another dagger. How different can they get? Is one of them the truth teller? I wonder. The first dagger that she gave him might be the truth teller. I don't know. I feel like maybe not. Like, I feel like maybe truth teller is more significant. Maybe it's someone who trained as or something like that. I was thinking more it might be from his mom. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like, real significance. Not just more. And that's why he doesn't use any other dagger. Yeah. Because nothing can replace... Oh, that's so sad. And so sentimental. I love it. And then Moore's like, 
Oh, actually, I did find you for a reason, though. We're going to Hewen City tonight. Yeah. What a time. What a time. I love how casual this all is. And then we switch back to Feyre's perspective. And she's just, like, lounging in bed. And then Reese joins her. And she's like, have you eaten? And he's like, oh, no, not today. And she's like, I'll make you some food. And he's like, no, really, really, it's fine. I'm not that hungry. She's like, well, what have you eaten? And he's like, "Uh, I had an apple this morning. Honestly, this reminds me of our relationship. (laughs) You're always like, are you going to be hungry? Should you have some food? And then you are hungry. And I'm like, get some food. (laughs) (laughs) And we find out that two months ago, Feyre had her period. And it was real bad. It was. <laughs> like, really bad. Reese is probably just, like, walking on eggshells, like, do you want any food? And she's like, no, I don't want food. <laughs> well, apparently, the Faye period cycle, it's biannual. But it's extremely painful. Oh, yeah. Like, really bad cramps. So much that Feyre really just couldn't move the whole week because every time she, like, flinched, she was just thought she was dying. Oh, but Reese actually stayed with her the entire time and was stroking her hair and the rest of her body just wherever she needed it and replacing her heated blankets and just like helping her clean herself. Yeah, which I was also like, ooh, eh, and Ferris did the same. She was like, ooh, ah, mm, and he's like, uh, blood is blood, really, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I would not vibe with that. I probably wouldn't have a guy clean me up, but him, like, staying with me... Well, yeah, but I would just not vibe. Like, I need my privacy. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. And Pharaoh's like, but, guess the period's kind of a good thing, because it means the contraceptive brew that Reese is taking is working. And Reese is taking the contraceptive brew. He is. Sarah J Maas at it again. And Pharaoh's like, I've been thinking I'm going to paint again. And he's like, you do you. And they're kind of like chatting and stuff and, you know, bit of pillow talk. And Reese like makes his clothes disappear and he braces each tattooed arm on either side of Feyre's head. I completely forgot that Reese was like a tat boy. Yeah. He's got tat sleeves. He does. So does Feyre. But she conceals hers. No, but I feel like hers more like a little elegant mid-arm situation. That's true. He's like... She's got arm warmers and he's got, like, a coat. (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, all tatted out on his chest and he's got full arms. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. But he conceals them most of the time. I mean, yeah, but in my head I kind of pictured Reese like... Like a clean boy. Like CEO, very proper. Yeah, less grungy. Yeah. Yeah. Not the tattoos are grungy, but, like, I don't know, I just saw it as more... Clean cut. Like, his skin is perfect to a T. Like, no markings, no ah, nothing. Yes, which I, I guess makes even less sense, considering since he fights in wars and stuff, he's bound to have some scars. That's very but true. Like, but they heal quickly. Yeah, true. I don't yeah. know. I just found it weird. But I was also like, hmm, okay, well, that's kind of hot. Chill. And anyways, they're about to do it, but then more shows up outside and is like, uh, guys, we gotta go. Uh, stop whatever you're doing because we got a show to run. Yeah. So we switch to more perspective now. And we head over to the Court of Nightmares. Perfect place for a family gathering. Apparently so. Yeah. And Moore's like having some flashbacks of, you know, her traumatic past with the whole Eris situation because Eris is in the Court of Nightmares. Yeah. Don't really know what he's doing. He's just there. He's a nightmare, that's why. He is the nightmare. (laughs) Exactly. And, I don't know, he's kind of taunting her and Kier also obviously wants a reaction and Moore's like, 
uh-uh, not today. And she just sassily walks out with Feyre and Reese. Amazing. So we're back to Reese's perspective now. We are. And he's actually talking about some really cool spying stuff with Asriel. And it's a cute little bromance moment. <laughs> it definitely is. And, yeah, they're talking about these kind of Illyrian rebels mentioned before. Yeah. He's still doing business talk, basically. Like, it's a holiday and he's like, As, you need to keep a watch on the human queens. Yeah, exactly. And then also... They're kind of chatting about Vassa and Durian and how they're still with Grayson. And they briefly mention Lucian and Reese is like, yeah, Lucian's going to be away for a little while. And Az is like, where's he going? And Reese is like, you're literally my spy master. Shouldn't you know? This is something I would have thought you'd known. Yeah, rude. And Az is like, I don't make a point of looking after his movements. He's Elaine's mate and it would be an invasion of her privacy to track him. That's very respectful, Az. Yeah, but I'm over it, to be honest. I... <laughs> Lucian, just do it. I love Azrael so much. I know, I want him to be happy so badly. But, like, rereading this book, I realised that I really feel like Az and Elaine are going to end up together. Me too. And I don't want it. Because that's, like, three, three, three brothers with three sisters. Yeah. Makes too much sense. It also feels a little incesty. A little, but they're not actually biologically related. Well, no, but it's like... It would be like if you and I dated two brothers. It wouldn't be that weird. No, no, it's different. Because you and I... Yes, it is different. Because you and I don't live together and we're... You and I weren't raised together together. by the same parents. Ah. Yeah, like, Reese's mum pretty much raised both Reese and Cassian. And also, like, Asriel a little bit, I think. Well, Asriel worked with his dad. Yeah, which makes it even more family. That's true, that's true. It's not incesty, but it feels a little bit incesty. Too close for comfort. Yeah, like branch out. So many women in Prithian. There are so many. You've got women. options. What about Alice? What about Asriel? Me, yeah. Asriel. <laughs> what about what, us? What about me? What about us? Anyways, and it's so cute because As asks if he's meant to get the sisters anything. We know he means Elaine, but there's still. no way he's getting anything for Nesta. No, and Reese is like, no, don't do it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, just let the sisters exchange gifts amongst themselves. Yeah. Let them do their own thing. That's right. And then, as they're about to part ways, As is like, I gotta do some shopping before I leave. And Reese says, buy her something for me, will you? And make sure to put it on my account this time. What? There are so many theories about this. Some people are convinced that Reese's sister is still alive <gasps> and her and Azriel are mates. <gasps> I know. <gasps> I don't see it, to be honest. I mean, can you survive without your wings? Tamlin literally is like, yeah, I murdered your sister. Yeah, that's true. Maybe yeah. Tamlin fell in love with his sister. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, look oh at Oh my us. god, that would be the real Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Okay, but my theory is, I think it's Azriel's mother. Oh. Oh. I hope it's Azriel's mother. I think it'd be really cute. Yeah. Because then Reese is thanking Azriel's mother too. So it's like, put it on my account. Like, it's from me too. Yeah. For whatever Azriel's mum did for him. Good theory. I think it has to be it. Yeah. I'm not going to accept any other answer. Surely. Because I don't think it's like a romantic thing. Like, no, as has like a, a job. grateful like, it's winter solstice. I want to give you a gift because I appreciate you. Yeah, exactly. Back to Cassian's perspective. And therefore third person. 
<laughs> I really hate it. I want consistency. Me too, but it's fine because Cassian is hanging in town and Cassian loves town. Like, that's literally what we read. But he goes into a store and he notices that the shopkeeper has scars on her wings and that her wings were actually clipped. And so he goes, hey man, I'm looking for Proteus. And she's like, yeah, that was my dad. But he went to war and it did not come back. Awkward. Yeah, real awkward. Yep. And we find out that the shopkeeper's name is Emery. And he's like, damn, that pose with her, like, hands on her hips. That reminds me of Nesta. And apparently Cassian has, like, a whole catalogue of Nesta poses in his mind. Yeah, it's the opposite of Kristen Stewart in Twilight, where it's like, (laughs) she's excited, she's mad, she's sad, and it's just, like, the same face. Except it's just that, (laughs) but with all of Nesta's expressions. Well, poses and stances, specifically. And he lists off three. He's like, first, we've got the I will slay my enemies pose, which is the current pose that Emery is doing. (laughs) And then we've got the I will eat your eyes for breakfast pose. I think that's kind of, I assume that's like a real glare. Yeah. And then we've got my third and favourite of Nesta's poses, which is the I don't want Cassian to know I'm reading smart. (laughs) I love it because it's also slightly relatable. It's literally a fanfic. Like SJM literally used the word smart. I love it. My goodness. Post it on fanfic.com and see how many heart reacts you get. It's just so relatable. Like, reading chapter 55... In public? Oh. It's a no from me. Because people walk past it, I'm like, yeah, I'm super chill. I'm super cool. I'm reading literature. I'm reading Pride and Prejudice. I'm reading a political conversation between two persons. Except they're naked and they're having penetrative sex. (laughs) And then Cassian's like, okay, well, I want to buy all the winter gear in your shop Here's some extra money. I want you to distribute it to the people who need it most. Very lovely of you. Go Cassian. Yeah. He probably felt guilty because her dad got killed in the war. That he was the general of the army of. He's like, where's Protus? And she's like, he dead. (laughs) Maybe he's like, oh, damn, she looks like Nesta. Better give her something. Yeah, I reckon that's it. I reckon he's like, "Mm, if I can't have Nesta, might as well, you know. Distribute some winter gear. (laughs) Exactly. Logic doesn't work very well in Cassian's brain, but he has a heart of gold. We love him for Cassian that. Cassian goes, Cassian really likes Nesta, but Nesta doesn't like Cassian. Cassian thinks he's going to distribute some winter wear because Cassian feels bad. He does. And he feels like his heart's a little bit cold and he needs some winter gear to warm it up. And also, Nesta's being a cold bitch right now, <laughs> so she needs some winter clothes. <laughs> So now we're back into Feyre's perspective, and she's going to Rosina's painting studio. Yeah, because she's like, maybe I will try painting. Yeah. And she's super anxious, and Reese is talking through the bond, and he's like, look, don't worry about it. If you want to go, go. If you don't want to go, then don't. And Feyre's like, cool, I'm not going to go. Yep. So she goes to that abandoned house again, and she paints there for ages. Yep, just to get back into the groove of things. Yes. And now we've hopped back into Reese's perspective. He's actually at the spring court. And what he sees is shocking. There is no life at the spring court. It makes me really sad. It makes me so sad. And, like, Tamlin answers the door himself and he's looking so haggard. And yeah, like, he doesn't even have any... Servants anymore. No. Where's Alice? She's a... <gasps> oh, my God, Alice. No, she went to the summer court. It's yeah. okay. She's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. fine. Thank goodness. She's fine. And he's like, can I trouble you for a cup of tea? And he's like... Sure. He's like, I don't want you here, but mm, I guess I kind of have to. Yeah. And Reese is like, where's Lucian? And Tamla's like, um, out hunting for our dinner since we don't have anyone to make us dinner anymore. Yeah. 
That makes me so sad. Me too. Because I kind of feel like now Tamlin's a little bit like Feyre right at the start where she had to hunt for food. Yeah, and she's super helpless. Except Lucian is Feyre and Tamlin is Nesta with his delicate hands. Yeah, he's like, my hands are too delicate, I don't want to make you tea. Exactly. Yeah, and Reese is actually being a bit of an a-hole. Not even a bit. He's being a full-on dick. Like, he's throwing the fact that he has Feyre as a mate. He's like, oh, well, my mate, blah, 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 blah. And also he's just like, lol, you've got literally no people here. You're all alone. It's so uncalled for. It is. It's highly inappropriate. And it's really not great sportsmanship. Like, because of Tamlin, you're alive, Reese. He's like... Kicking a male who's already down. That's right. And I would like a Tamdemption. I want a Tamdemption so badly. Yeah. And Reese doesn't think that. <laughs> no, Reese doesn't. Reese says you deserved everything you got. Rude. Um, I don't think that's true. I think Tamlin obviously made some really bad choices, but Reese also made some bad choices. He, he drugged Feyre. This is a bad choice. He he assaulted Feyre. He insulted Feyre, he drugged Feyre, he kind of kidnapped Feyre, he killed Tamlin's family. <laughs> There's so many bad things that Reese has done, so I don't think it's his right to be like, no, you deserve everything you got. I agree. Also, I just feel like Tamlin is obviously at the lowest point of his entire life. Like, yeah. he doesn't even have like an inner circle or anything. No. Like, it's just him alone in this estate. I don't think... It was a good choice on Reese's behalf to go in and just mock him for it. No. This was probably the one time... Like, obviously, I've had a couple of issues with a few of Reese's actions. Yeah. But this was the one time I was like, ooh, maybe I don't like Reese as a character. Yeah, this is the most prominent time. I was very disappointed that Reese did that. I was disappointed in Reese. Me too. Hopefully, at some point, there's, like, a bit of a Reese-demption. <laughs> No, I don't think Reese deserves a redemption. I feel like he already got the redemption. No, but this, he needs to fix it. And after he kicks his good old pal when he's down, he just leaves. He's like, see ya, I got my girl. You can be alone forever. He's so mean. Yep. And he finds Feyre, and he does actually tell Feyre everything that he said to Tamlin. Yeah. Which I do appreciate, because I feel like it would be even worse if Reese Acted like a saint. Yeah. Yeah. So good on him for that, at least. Yeah. And then Reese is like, uh, catch her. I got things to do. I'll meet you at home, Feyre. Bye. So she leaves. And he's like, mm, I really want to buy Feyre some jewelry, but I don't know what to get her. Because she doesn't wear anything I get her. And so he just buys jewelry for Amran. <laughs> because that's the solution to everything. And Amran will always love jewelry. So true. And so we're back in Feyre's perspective. And Cassian and Feyre are actually decorating their estate. Yes. And... Cassian's like, let's see how many bottles of the good stuff Reese has left. Yes. And they go and they crack open the wine and they're down like three bottles and they're just like hanging up wonky garlands of, I don't know, holly and... Mistletoe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Azrael comes and he's like, oh my god, this is so bad. And he just like starts, he's like, i got to fix this, i got to straighten this, Aww. like this is real bad. Az is so cute. And Farrah and Cassian are just like laughing and Azrael's like, oh, this is literally so bad. Cassian's like, well, do you want some wine? And Azrael's like, I'm so done. And he just, like, chugs the rest of the bottle of the wine. And at that point, Reese appears and he's like, okay, well, glad to know that Azrael's the one that's been really going hard on my good stuff. But it's kind of cute. Like, they banter for a little bit after that. Azrael, like, chokes. He's like, oh, let me explain. Yeah. And he's like, you really think I didn't know? Was Cassian and Feyre decorating and drinking my wine? Reese is like, who do you think I am? I know 
everything. Literally. So then we go to Feyre chatting to Elaine a little bit later because they don't know if Nesta is going to show up or not. Because we find out that Cassian is not the only person who has stopped chatting with Nesta. Yes. Nesta's pretty much cut all ties with, well, everyone. Yeah. And then, kind of while they're chatting, everyone else comes into the room and and Elaine sees Azriel and she's like, hello. He just says nothing. He just moves and stands next to her. And then he, like, takes the dish of potatoes that Elaine's holding and he's like, sit down, I'll take care of it. (gasps) Oh! Simping for Asriel. Real hard. <laughs> Just now? No, always. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. But it's so natural for them. Yeah. But Elaine's like, uh, I'll be right back. And she leaves. And they sit down. And Asriel puts the potatoes in the center of the table. Aww. And Cassian goes to reach for the potatoes. But Asriel grabs Cassian's wrist and is like, wait. And Cassian's like, wait for what? Gravy? <laughs> like, what up? Our dip? I really want them potatoes. And I can relate because I really love potatoes. Same, I love so potatoes. So much. Especially roasted potatoes. Mm, so good. And then Asriel's like, wait until everyone is seated before eating. Asriel has nice table manners and Cassian is a child. And then Elaine comes in and she's like, please don't wait on my account. And Cassian's like, see, I could have been eating my potatoes by now. <laughs> I could have had a nice full tummy. And then I'll drink some <laughs> gravy later. Cassian's like, Cassian's hungry. Cassian could have been eating potato by now. <laughs> Tonight was not good for Cassian's belly. Exactly. It was empty most of the time. But then there's kind of like a weird stare-off between Cassian and Azriel, and Feyre speaks to Reese in his mind, and she's like, what was that about? And Reese is like, it had nothing to do with Cassian. Let's just say it hit a little close to home. There are many scars when it comes to how his mother was treated. Aww. I'm really sad. Aww. <laughs> Me too. Asriel has so much trauma. He does. But I also love that he's considerate of women. Me too. And I like how Cassian's considerate of women, but I like how both of them do it in different ways so that they can educate the other on how to do it. True. I think they're like a cross between the ultimate bromance and ultimate wingman. Yes, yes. Like wingmans. (gasps) They have a wingmans. And so during dinner, Amran is salty because now she has to go to the toilet. And this is a big topic, and I didn't understand why until I kept reading. Yeah, so it's more like, now that she's not this other being, she can't just live on blood. She has to actually eat food. And obviously, with eating food, you gotta... Go to the toilet. Exactly. And Amran's like, I just don't know how to. Like, I wish I was a male. I could just whip it out and go whenever. <laughs> and Moore's like, Amran, do you, do you even know how to pee? <laughs> and Amran's like... I mean, I've seen animals do it. <laughs> Amran's so cute sometimes. I'm just laughing so hard. And Amran's not vibing. She's like, everyone shut up. This is not funny. This is serious. This is my life, idiots. And Elaine's like, could you have chosen to be a male, though? Yeah, and Amran's like, ooh, honey, I know what you're thinking. Really yeah. sorry. You can't go back to being a human even if you want to. Yep. And Cassian's a bit defensive over Elaine because everyone knows how much Elaine has trouble transitioning into being high fae. And so Cassian's like, Amran, pick on someone your own size. And Azriel's like, I feel bad for the mice. <laughs> Is this the first joke that Azriel said? Yeah, and he has the best humour. I love his sense of humour. Same. And so after dinner, Feyre knocks on Nesta's door at her apartment, but she actually doesn't answer. 
Mm. And Reese is like, I'll use my funky mind powers to track her down. And they eventually find her at this wine room, like a bar. A bar situation. Yeah. And so Pharaoh goes to the tavern that Nesta's drinking at and is basically like, so why didn't you come to dinner? And Nesta's like, I want to be here drinking instead. Like, why would I go? And Pharaoh's basically saying, that's really rude, Nesta, because our sister Elaine really wanted you there. Yeah. And she's kind of like, what can I do to make you come to Winter Solstice? And Nesta's like, um, my rent needs paying. And Farrah's like, okay, if you come to the winter solstice party, I will make sure your rent is paid. Nesta. That's a low blow. She's taken so many steps backwards. She was such a bitch to start with. And then she got better. And we kind of loved her, high key. I love her. She's my favorite character still. I mean, yeah, but I mean, personality wise. Yeah. Like, we began to really like her. She really, really progressed as a character. And then I feel like she's gone right back. So that's disappointing. It is very disappointing. And so then Feyre, after having an interaction with Nesta that kind of goes to plan but doesn't really, she still doesn't know what to get Reese for winter solstice. Yeah, she's like shopping with Elaine and I think they're like linked arms and they're like window shopping. And they walk past this store and Feyre sees this tapestry in the window and it's so black, like really, really black. Like your eyes can barely take it in. Exactly. But this tapestry has an insignia on it with a silver thread and she describes it as looking like woven starlight. Looks beautiful. Pretty. Yeah. So Farrah goes in and asks the weaver about it and the weaver says that this fabric or art piece is called void because it absorbs light. It does. And the thread running through it is hope. And that's all Farrah needed to seal the deal. And so she's like, I know I'm meant to be shopping for Reese. I'll just get him some, like, lingerie that I'll wear later. <laughs> but I want this tapestry. Good on her, though, because she still has a really hard time spending money because she was literally so poor. Even though she's loaded now, but... Super loaded. It's fine. I'd like to be Reese's trophy wife. I'd like to be Reese's shirt. I just want to touch him. <laughs> I... Actually, I don't even want Reese. He's my least favourite bat boy, to be honest. Wow. I just want Azriel. <laughs> I want Reese. I, I know sweet. you do. Who's your least favourite bat boy? I don't have one. You have to. There has to be one that you like a little less than the others. Reese is both my favourite and least favourite. I don't know how to explain oh, it. Oh, T. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't expecting that answer. He's just two ends of the spectrum, you know? I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you. And then I'm like, but you're kind of a dick. Well, the other two, I'm always just like, oh, look at them. To be honest, I would have thought you disliked Azrael the most. No. Definitely not as real. I dislike and like Reese the most. Tea. Yeah. And so after she buys the tapestry, she goes back into the abandoned studio and Racina comes in. And then also Reese. It's yeah. a whole party by now. It is a whole party. And Feyre realizes that she wants to teach painting. So she tells Reese that. And her reasoning is that it might help those who also struggle the same way that she does. And on that note, she's like, i got to finish buying my solstice presents. Yeah. I can understand her stress, to be honest. I'm quite stressed about Christmas presents. I'm excited. I mean, I've got most of mine sorted for people. It's arriving. Yeah, I'm stressed that they might not arrive in time. Me too. I'm very stressed. I'm very stressed that yours isn't going to arrive on time and I'm just going to have to, like, bake you something and that freaks me out. <laughs> I mean, I eat everything. Yes, well, get pumped for some nice, like, gingerbread cookies or something. I love that. I do love gingerbread. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, good. So on that note, 
Feyre heads off to Amarin's loft. She does. And apparently Amarin really likes puzzles. Like, really likes puzzles. She really likes puzzles. And Amarin does, like, a puzzle a day. <laughs> she's like a little old lady. I think now that she's finished, like, decoding the book, she's like, I gotta work my brain some other way. Yeah, that's right. It's like exercise. And Feyre's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just doing my 5,000 piece puzzle. Amarin, how do you have the time? Oh, Amarin makes me laugh. Me too. And we also find out that apparently Nesta and Amarin catch up every few days, which Feyre was a little bit uh, angry about. Yeah. And so now we're at the morning of the winter solstice. And Feyre, like, wakes up and she's like, it's solstice. Also, it's my birthday. Woo! And Reese is like, I got you, girl. I got you so many presents. Aww. And so he got her, like, a sketchbook, a nice blue scarf, a satchel for painting supplies. He really thought of everything. He went out To be honest, way. I feel like Reese is like you. On <laughs> birthdays, you're like, I just got to make sure I got everything. The perfect gift giving for a very important person in your life. You need a sentimental gift, you need a useful gift, and you need a funny gift. My mom is convinced that there's, like, Four categories. You need to buy someone something to wear, yep. something to do, yep. something to read, yep. and something they want. Yep. That's right. Yeah. But either way, I feel like you're like Reese. Like, you're like, I don't know what to get her. I'm going to get her both. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to buy all the winter clothes for the people who are poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm in a bag. I'm buying winter clothes for me. Oh, true. I really love winter and winter clothes. Me too. I'm going to move to the mountains maybe one day. <laughs> Do it. I'll come with you. Let's do it. Let's. And Fair is obviously very happy about the presents, and so she's like, there's another present I want. And he's like, oh, what's that? And she's like, I want to draw you as my own personal birthday present to me. And he's like, bet, let's do it. Yeah. And Feyre paints Reese like one of her French girls. Yes. With that wingspan and that other wingspan. <laughs> Both wingspans. Yeah. All the wingspans. All the wingspans. And so hours later, they finally leave the room after whatever they were doing, and they come into the kitchen and they see that Elaine is making a heap of winter solstice food. And they come back and they're spending, like, some time with the fam. Fam. I guess they're in a circle. Yeah. They're family. Yeah. And the door knocks. It does. And they're like, OMG, Nesta. (gasps) Yes! And Elaine, like, runs dramatically she doesn't that's a lie but like you know she goes to the door and she opens it and standing outside the door is lucian not nesta and elaine's like disappointed Ugh. Ugh. it's lucian it's my mate Ugh. what a letdown lucian i kind of hate how elaine treats lucian me too like i get that she's still in love with grayson that's fine completely understandable but he's not the reason why she's not with grayson i was more just thinking like I think she's just... I think Lucian's not even on her radar. No. Like, she has so much for Grace and she doesn't even think about other men. But also, I feel like she's under so much pressure, it's just easier for her to push it away. I mean, yeah, but I just feel like... I don't know, I'd be more open to it, to be honest. Like, it's if I mate. had someone that was my soulmate, I'd definitely be willing to give it a go. Like, allegedly, we're perfect for each other. Yeah, but also remember, he is high fae. And she does not want to be associated with that at all. Like, if she could turn back to human, she would. So 
in her point of view, she's like, why would I associate myself with him if I don't want to be like him? I mean, yeah, I guess. But also, like, why is she all buddies with Asriel then? <laughs> because she has a crush on him, don't we all? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I just... I know. I know what you mean. I really hate Elaine. I am disappointed in her reaction. <laughs> we went for very different approaches there. But I am disappointed in her. Yeah, and I just hate her as a character. Wow. I hate her... She's my most hated character in the whole series, to be wow. honest. Wow. Like, yeah. I hate her more than I hate Amarantha. <gasps> I hate her more than I hate the King of Highburn. I hate Ianthe. That's my thing. I hate Elaine more than I hate Ianthe. Wow. That's a huge call. That is. But, like, Elaine just has no personality, in my opinion. Fair, fair. I guess we'll see in the next book, because... I hope she does... I would really like for her to have a bit more of a backbone. Yes, or just develop at some stage. Yes, she's just stayed so constant throughout this whole series. Yes. And I think that's why I hate her, because I had expectations for character development. That's very fair. That's very fair. I mean, in the next one that's coming out, Sarah J Maas has less to juggle, so maybe she will develop nicely. So, Lucian bought presents. Yay! Yay! And... We also find out that he's been staying with Jurian and Vassa in the Human Territory, and they're kind of calling themselves the Band of Exiles. <laughs> cool. Super cool. What Super a cool, cool club to be part of. What a cool club. I hope they have badges. Oh, that's or so maybe, cute. like, special little daggers. Caps. Water bottles. <gasps> True. I little... would buy merch with Band of Exiles written on it. Oh my gosh. They'd have, like, personalized aprons and stuff. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I love that. Anyway, Lucian's like... I'm really just here to, like, drop by and say hi. This bigger present's for you, Feyre. This smaller one is for Elaine. And then he gets out of there. He skedaddles. He does. And then a bit later on, Moore and Feyre are just, like, drinking and enjoying the morning of the solstice. And Feyre's like, where are our bat boys? And Moore's like, they didn't tell you? They didn't tell you about the tradition? The tradition? And Feyre's like, no. (laughs) Nope. What tradition? Must have forgotten to keep me in the loop. And so they winnow to the cabin, and Feyre sees snow forts. And she's like, what is going on? And then she sees, like, a projectile snowball go past her. <laughs> and she's like, are they are they having a snowball fight? They definitely were. And they have four hours. And this has been a long-running tradition for, like... I can't even remember the exact time period. Just, like, a really long time. Yeah, like, centuries. And... Moore and Farrah just, like, chilling on the couch inside the cabin because they're like, we're dainty, it's too cold outside. Yeah. And the boys come in. Azrael has won the snowball fight. <laughs> and it is his 199th victory. I wonder who won the first one. I think maybe it was Cassian. I get the impression it was Cassian. I think Reese would have been a little bit prissy. He's like, oh, it's so cold, my hands. True. And Az is like, what is a snowball? I think... Cassian started the first one. He's like, let's start a tradition. Let's have a snowball fight. None of the other two bat boys were prepared. And he just hits them in the face and is like, I won, I won. I picture him like one of those cartoons, you know, when they're like, when they're playing baseball or something and their arms are just like whirling like a yes. helicopter. And Cassian's doing that, but just like throwing snowballs yes. at everyone. Oh, Cassian. I love it. Me too. So after the snowball fight, the bat boys leave and they go outside. And Fanger's like, what is going on? And Moore's like, it's an Illyrian custom. They do this thing called Birchin, and they go into this room together, and essentially it's like a sauna. Yes. And Feyre's like, are they all in there naked? And Moore's like, yeah. yes. 
Oh my god. Sexy. I want to be in that room so badly. I want to be a fly on that wall. Imagine. And Reese like kind of senses Feyre's longing in her mind and he's like, want to have a look? And he's been all saucy and stuff and Feyre's like, I want that wall. And Reese is like, but I've taken you against a wall before. And Feyre's like, I specifically want these walls. And then Reese is like, it's bad form to be out of tension in Birchin. He getting a bit aroused. He is. And Feyre sends him an image of her on the table with her legs wrapped around his head. Yes. And almost immediately, the girls hear a slamming door and then a male yelping. And was like, you got him kicked out, didn't you? Damn. And Farrah's like, yes, I did. <laughs> I very so much cute. did that. <laughs> yeah. She's so proud of herself. She's like, she is. I'm such a badass. She's like, I'm a sexy queen. Exactly. Yeah. And that night, it is the solstice, and Farrah is wearing the starfall gown again. And Reese brings out a really big cake. And it turns out Elaine made it, and Noella decorated it, and it's a three-tiered cake. Yes. And the top layer has flowers. The middle layer has flames, and the bottom layer has a night sky. Just like their little wardrobe. It's so cute. And Feyre's like, oh my god. So cute. And then they decide to do the presents. And Reese all of a sudden just makes all the presents from everyone to everyone just appear. And Feyre's like, "Uh, but I I put mine in a little storage closet down there. And he's like, nah. I took it upon myself to add them to the pile. In a communal trove. Exactly. And... We find out that there has to be a communal trove that Reese looks after because everyone snoops. Yes. And Reese is the only one that can be trusted to look after all of them. Yes. And Feyre's like, but Asriel? And he's like, I'm a spy master, remember? <laughs> and then apparently this started like two centuries ago when Reese walked out and caught Amran shaking a box violently to try and hear what was in it. And How then, many jewels. Exactly. And everyone's like, yeah, but what you didn't see is ten minutes earlier, Cassian was sniffing all the boxes. Cassian. Cassian. I'm just wondering, what does he think he's going to achieve? Maybe he thinks it's food. Does he know what a watch smells like? He probably knows what a dagger smells like. He's probably yeah. like, hmm. That's dagger. Smells like good dagger. Yeah. <laughs> smells like great dagger. And then they start exchanging gifts. Yes. And Cassian gives more her present. And she's like, Thank you, darling. And he's like, I know what you like. And more lifts out of the box a red negligee. And everyone, but especially Asriel and Feyre, choke on their wine. They're like, oh my god. <laughs> and Moore's like, yeah, um, he's not that great. He literally just did not know what to get me. So he asked me and I gave him very specific instructions. Yes. And then Cassian's like, don't worry, Reese, I got one for you too. It makes me laugh so hard that he literally said that line. Yeah. Like, Reese, I can't. Reese, so cute. And Reese is like, shall I model it for you? And as they're having a little bit of a lull sesh, you know, family bonding, bit of wine. Yeah, yeah. They hear a knock at the door. It's Nesta. Yeah. So... They invite Nesta in, and Elaine's so happy, obviously. She's so excited. And they're still kind of exchanging presents, and Feyre's, like, a little bit worried for a second, because she's like, oh my god, no one got Nesta a present. But Elaine gives Nesta some books, and Nesta's super thankful. She's like, thank you so much. I love books. Yeah. I love them smutty books. (laughs) But it's actually just, like, Cassian's written all of it. (gasps) Would love that. Third person. (laughs) Yeah. 
and kind of the rest of the exchanging gifts, Moore is so bad at giving gifts. She is. Which really surprises me. Me too, because she's so thoughtful in person. I know. I'm confused. Like, she literally gifts Azrael with a set of embroidered towels in bright blue. But in her point of view, she's probably like, wow, this is really out of, you know, the comfort zone of my normal gift giving. Like, I hope he wasn't hoping for a dagger. That's awkward. <laughs> and Asriel's just like, oh, it's going to be another bloody dagger I'm going to have to put into my dagger trove. <laughs> a communal trove of daggers. <laughs> that Reese just, like, out of funniness, just summons every now and then. <laughs> and then Moore gives Cassian her gift to him, and he picks it up. And it's red silk undershorts that matches Moore's negligee. Damn. Cute. We love that. We do. But also, I don't think Nesta loves that. No, Nesta does not love that. No, she pointedly makes sure that she's, like, flicking through the pages of her new book. Yeah. She's like, wow, such great text and, like... Great smart. (laughs) Exactly. And then we move on. And Pharaoh receives some gifts. And then she gives Reese his present. And it's a painting of what she saw in the Ouroboros mirror. That's kind of cute. But also, like, not so cute because it was a literal beast. But that's fine. True, true. But it's sentimental. And he's like, I love it. And she's like, thank you. But I'm also kind of just picturing Reese being like, oh my god, a cat? You drew a cat for me? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's just like a blob. It's just a blob on the paper with like four stick legs. (laughs) Everyone thinks Fair is like a great painter, but she's actually just... (laughs) Little do they know. Very amateur. And then there's kind of a bit of a moment where Elaine opens Lucian's gift and it's enchanted gloves that won't tear or become sweaty while she's gardening. Yes. I think it's so cute. It's so cute. Elaine doesn't really like it though, which makes me sad. I think she just wanted a regular gift. Like she wants to distance herself from this magic. Yeah. But... She wanted a gift card from Target. <laughs> and Probs. she got these magical gloves that help her in her everyday life. How dare Lucian. But also the fact that he was so thoughtful. Like, I he know. made sure to choose something that she'd love. Yeah, he's like, she loves gardening, but I think her hands get a bit clammy, so uh, better get her some clammy-less gloves. <laughs> Want to make sure those delicate hands stay delicate. That's right. And he's like, Farrah don't need those. She got man hands. <laughs> <laughs> She's been and gone. She has. And so there is one box left and Moore's like, Asriel, this gift is for you. And everyone's like, that's really weird. Not for me. <laughs> and Elaine looks up and she's like, oh, that's for me. And Asriel's like, oh, I beg your pardon? <laughs> he chokes on his wine again. <laughs> <laughs> I no. wish. Same. And she's like, oh, it's a powder to mix with drinks for the headaches you get. You know, because you're always like rubbing your temples whenever anyone talks to you. And as bursts out laughing. You laugh so hard and so I just hard. love it so much. Me too. It's such a nice moment. So I'm glad that Lucian wasn't there to be like, mur, 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 mur. <laughs> I really feel bad for Lucian. Me too. I love him. Yes. And so, and at the end of the night, Nesta is very quick to leave the estate. She is. And Feyre is like, here's your check for your apartment rent. You're good to go. Yep. And as Feyre is watching Nesta leave... Someone barrels past her and follows Nesta. Yes. It's Cassian. It is Cassian. He, like, storms after her. Yes. And we switch to Cassian's perspective now. And he offers to walk Nesta home. And she's like, uh, no, I don't need you here. But he, you know, follows her anyway. He's like, I want to make sure you're safe. You cared for. You protected. Yeah. And also, I want to watch your booty as you walk away from me. Oh, that is the reason. I know that is. He doesn't even care if she's safe or not. He just wants to get a good old eyeful. That's right. 
And we find out that he actually has a little small wrapped parcel in his hand. We find out it's actually Nesta's solstice present. And he's like worried she might not like it because it took him months to find it. Oh. It's like just like a little package that fits in the palm of his hand. Yeah. And Nesta's like, I don't want it. And he's like, this is it. <laughs> I'm done. Cassian is tired of playing games. <laughs> Cassian is done. <laughs> Cassian wants to watch your booty, so keep walking. <laughs> and he's like, I'm tired of playing these games. Yeah. And Nessa's like, go home, Cassian. And then she leaves. And he throws the present into the Sidra. I want to know what it is. So badly. We can discuss these theories at the end of the episode. Yes. We have so many theories. We do. And so now we're back into Feyre's perspective, and her and Reese go to the cabin. And he's like, I like your cut, G. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I like your dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Farrah's like, where do you even get these gorgeous gowns from? And Reese is like, you don't know? My mother made all of them. Aww. She was a seamstress at the Illyrian camp, and she just kept on doing it because she really loved it. And she decided to make a whole wardrobe of dresses for his future partner. Yes, so every single piece Farrah has worn is made by his mother. Um, how did how did she know her measurements? Yeah, imagine if Farah like is a little curvy and she's like, can't fit in this, my boobs are gonna pop out. Or what if it's the other way around? What if it was made for a nice curvy woman and, and then Farah gotta take it in? Alice would have been able to do that, no worries. She can just call Alice up from the summer court. It's chill. And then Farah's like I want to change my Bond tattoo. I want to get rid of the eye. I want to have the same tattoo that you have on your knees. And he's like, okay, well, any last thoughts until I mark you forever? Because that kind of tattoo is permanent. Yeah. Not the tattoo that she got before, but just this special tattoo for some weird reason. Mm. And she's like, I have one last solstice gift for you. And she shows him an image in her mind. We don't know what the image is. No. But then they have sex. They do. So it was either fair and naked, just a picture of a wall, or like Helion. <laughs> Tarquin. Tarquin. Tarquin gets everyone going. And then, and it's against a wall. Yes. And he's like eating her out. And then they have sex against the wall. This wall is used a lot in this scene. Yes. And mind to mind, is like, can you fuck me here too? And he does. Ma'am... How? What? Hmm? <laughs> what? How do you have sex with someone with your mind? True. True. Did, it, did this not come Happen? into your mind during... No, did this not come into your mind during reading this? Like, they should be concentrating on the physical act and also in... No, brain. they're doing it at the same time. <gasps> like, he's just like... Pounding into it and also (laughs) pounding into it in the bond. Whoa! It's so weird. Multitasking. I feel really weird about it. I don't like it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I didn't even realize that. Uh, I don't like it. And then she sends him an image again and he just like climaxes. Yes. And instead of an entire mountain being brought down, all the frames have fallen off of the wall in that little cabin. Don't forget the vase. That's true. The vase. Amran's going to be very upset. 
Even though it's not hers, but <laughs> I think she just... She, she's I feel being... like Emran would be really attached to vases. Yes, I feel like she's like, I left you guys for one second and this vase is gone. My favourite. My favourite generic glass vase. <laughs> it was my favourite shade of blue. Yes. And so we find out that the image, which is the same as his birthday present and the image that made him get to the climactic point of the sexual interaction, is the image of their future child. Oh, boy. Why are you getting all excited about that one, Reese? I mean, I get that he's, like... Excited? About their future together. Yeah, you could look at it like that. But... It's still an eight-year-old boy. It's a child! It is a child! Maybe he's excited. Maybe they need that image in their heads in order to impregnate her so that she can become pregnant with, like, that specific kid. Like, it sends a bond message to her body. I think you're trying to make the best out of a really bad scenario. Yeah. It's weird. Reese, my boy Reese, you do a lot of questionable things here. He just has some very questionable sexual interactions, to be honest. He does. He's a little bit too excited sometimes. Yeah. So this is like the major sex scene in the book. Yes. Spice rating time. What are you going to rate it? I'm going to rate it a three and a quarter because it's not not spicy or anything. There's finally the wall. That's all Feyre freaking wanted. And they did. They had sex like in person and then also in their minds. It was very intense. Um, I would take probably 100 points off just because of how it wasn't completely like appropriate. Like the whole idea of the image of the child. I get, I know it's their child, but a child. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, helping him to reach that climactic point. It confused me a little bit because having a child is more of a romantic bond. I wouldn't say it's spicy. Like when people say they're trying for a baby, no one's like, wow, what a sensual experience. They're like, oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, 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 I get you. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to rate it maybe a two. Yep. Because of the child, mm-hmm. that deducts quite a bit of points for me. Yeah. Um. Also, the whole mind-fucking experience... Confused you? Well, it was literally mind-fucking. I just yeah. did not yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like Sarah could have explained that a little better to us. I and agree. it could have made it a whole lot saucier, this scene. Yeah. I imagine it kind of like sexting, but you're both there in person. I feel like she kind of described it as both their minds opening and just... Connecting. Oh. Yeah, but... I don't really know. I get you. It was a little bit confusing. But yeah. it's fine. It was a nice scene. I was too busy focusing on how that worked yes. to be able to fully enjoy the spiciness. Very, very fair. It wasn't as straightforward as we like it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back at Valaris, Reese gives Feyre an entire estate, but it's in ruins. Yes. And he's basically like, I know what ladies like. They love to do some Renos. Yes. On Pinterest, just like scrolling through. Feyre is definitely a Pinterest gal. She is. I think Nesta is a secret Pinterest gal. You think? Yeah. Elaine is. Elaine's is all about like cottage core aesthetic. And Nesta's no, is I like... No, think, I oh, think sorry. Elaine's is like a mom Pinterest. Like she's like, I've got these recipes and I've got these garden yes. patches. And Ferris is just like DIY, how to rule a kingdom, how to be this. And then Nesta's is just like, smart. <laughs> Nesta, no, Nesta looks up fan art for the books she's reading. <gasps> True. She's Nesta a secret fangirl. Yeah, she's definitely a secret fangirl. Anyways. And Reese is like, I want you to make us a house, Feyre. Have a painting studio, offices for both of us, a bathtub big enough for the both of us, and wings. Make a house for our family. Make a garden for Elaine. Make a training ring 
for Illyrian babies. Make a library for Amran. Make an enormous dressing room for more. Build a house with a nursery, Pharaoh. A nursery. Elaine would be like, a garden nursery? <laughs> I want them plants. I want them plants. But no, it's a baby nursery. That's really cute. So cute. Cute. And so after this, we are back at Reese's perspective, and he's actually visiting Tamlin again. And Tamlin is super in his feels. He's just straight up not having a good time. No. And it's winter solstice. Like, that's so sad. Do you reckon they celebrate winter solstice in the spring court? But it's still like the end of the year. No, but I think the reason the night court celebrate it is because it's the longest night of the year. Ah. And I think even Varian says earlier that the summer court celebrates the summer solstice. Like, I suppose the spring court has like Kalanmai and stuff. Yeah, they do. So it's kind of the equivalent, like a big festival. But yeah, yeah Tamlin's probably not doing the winter solstice thing. No. And he asks Reese if Feyre will ever forgive him. And Reese is kind of silent. And then Tamlin follows up and he's like, will you ever forgive me for your mother and sister? And Reese is like, you didn't even really apologize for that. Which is fair. He didn't. Yeah. And then I think Reese kind of takes pity on Tamlin a little bit and he makes, with his magic powers, like his meal is cooked well. Because I think previously Tamlin was eating like half cooked steak. And Reese is like, I'm a, I'm a cook that steak. It was more rare than medium. It was more raw than rare. <laughs> and now we're in Moore's perspective and she's... Riding a good old horse. She is. And she's riding near, like, an estate thing, I think. It's very secretive where she's going. Yes. And she says it's familiar. But we don't know where. And we don't know where. Yeah. I think this is going to come more into play in future books. It'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited to find out. And now we're back at Feyre's perspective, and she's back at the abandoned studio, and Racina gives Feyre the keys to the studio. And Feyre's like, what is this? Yeah. And she's like, it's a gift from Paulina's family. That's a pretty good gift. It's a great gift. A whole ass house? Yeah, not as good as monogrammed towels, but it's pretty close. <laughs> it always gets that. Not yeah. quite. Yeah. Non-sweaty gloves. <laughs> Whatever Cassian threw into the Sidra River. Oh my god, uh, you didn't need to bring that up like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Anyways. I guess a little bit of time passes then. And Feyre and Racina are now business partners. And they're kind of running a business where they teach people to paint. Yes, it's very nice. Super cute. Very. And that day, Reese meets her at her little studio and he walks her home. And the little novella finishes with him kissing her, saying, To the stars who listen, Feyre. And Feyre saying, To the dreams that are answered, Reese. Ah! Oh, and we're done. I actually did cry when I finished this because I... Oh, please. You cried when you finished every book. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't make so it seem like it was... So did you. I cried during every book. I was crying the whole time. I was crying before I started reading it because the hype was so real, you know? I really hyped it up for you. Oh, it was worth the hype. So, do you have any theories going forward? I'm not 100% sure on what theories I haven't mentioned yet. I do... Again have a feeling that with the mating bond and everything... With uh, Cassian and Nesta? With Cassian and Nesta. I hope that Nesta actually had the mating bond click into place first. That's something that I would really like to see in A Court of Silver Flames. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. All I really want from A Court of Silver Flames is to find out what was in that box. Me too, in the Sidra River! Like, some people have mentioned 
they think it's the key to her apartment. Like, Cassian's bought the apartment so she doesn't have to rent it anymore. Surely it's more sentimental than that. I think it's jewellery of some kind. Yeah. I think it has to be. Something sentimental, like something family, like just something. Imagine if it's not jewellery. Imagine if it's like a stone... I saw one theory, a super cheesy theory, but I kind of love it at the same time. Yeah. That it was a compass that just, like, points to him so she can always find her way home. Oh, or points to what she wants. Him. Only him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tells her, he's like, it points to what you want, and then he actually made it just so that it pointed Yeah, only to him. him. He, like, wears a magnet all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Me too. And I guess at the end of this novella, also, we get a the first chapter of A Court of Silver Flames. Yes. And... Nesta is angry, drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah. And Feyre is kind of like, that's not on. I'm sending you away to the Illyrian war camps. Yeah, go do something with your life. So obviously we're going to get a lot of that. I think Nesta's going to become a cool Illyrian woman. I think she's going to rally all the women. Yes. And they're going to like have a badass female legion of Illyrians. Yes. I hope that at the start she sucks as an Illyrian warrior. I think she will. Like, she'll oh, just yeah, suck. 100%. She'll get her ass kicked. And she'll get pissy because Cassian's like, you're doing it wrong, and she's like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm so excited for Nesta to be kind of put in her place a little bit. I think she needs it. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I'm just so excited. Me, too. And also, Sarah has mentioned that A Court of Silver Flames it's going to be so spicy. Yes. Like, so spicy that she'd written a threesome scene and her editor was like, ooh, a little too spicy. Let's cut it out. Do you reckon it's uh, Nesta Cassian and Helion? I want it so badly. Same. The other thing that I could kind of... No, actually, I couldn't get around it. But Elaine, I... Lucian, and Asriel. No! <laughs> the other thing that I know some people have suggested is Nesta, Cassian, and more. But I oh. don't vibe with that. I think that would be fun. I mean, maybe, but, like, I'd feel really bad for Asriel, and I feel like Cassian and Moore oh, are well and truly done. True. Oh, absolutely. If you get someone else lingerie in front of the rest of your inner circle, you're done. It's a joke. It's a gag Exactly. Gift. Yeah. Yes. Also, Sarah did a live stream with one of her friends, I think it was last week. Yes. I have some very important information that I have found from this live stream. I'm excited. The first one. Tarquin is not vanilla in bed. I knew it. Oh my god, I need more. Same. I need more information about this. I need so much more. I want Tarquin to be there. I want him to be like, water powers, surfing in. Oh my god. I'm so excited. I want it so badly. Second of all, A Court of Silver Flames is told dual perspective from both Cassian and Nesta's perspective. In third person, though. Amazing. I'm super excited. Me too. Because I feel like all through the Akatar series, we got, like, Feyre's perspective of everything. But with Akasafa, that's another thing that I have an issue Ugh, with. Akasafa. She really ruined the acronym there. She did. With Akasafa, we're going to get the, I kind of guess, the perspectives of the same events, but from both sides. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. And obviously, they're going to see things very differently. Exactly. Okay, here is the most important information I derived. Sarah quotes, Asriel is a freak. Like a good freak. In the sheets. Like, Sarah has thought up a lot of scenarios to do with this, and it's a big part of how she shaped Asriel's character. Oh my gosh, amazing. I think Asriel is similar to Sarah's husband. 
I think her husband. Josh. Is, yeah, I think her husband is like Asriel. Quiet but freak in the sheets. Yeah. Maybe. I reckon. Because I feel like even in her writing, you can see that she has a soft spot for him. Because she writes everyone else in so much detail, but the subtlety that she writes for Asriel, it seems like she knows that sort of person in person. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about... Like, I love that Az is a freak in the sheets. But also, it seems like such a contrast. Like, I feel like Sarah just doesn't quite make up her mind on how she wants Asriel to be portrayed. That's true. Because remember way back when... Azriel was flying Elaine to, I think it was the townhouse. Yeah. And she, like, held his hands and she's, like, beautiful. And he blushes. Like, someone who blushes at, like, a handhold. Is also a freak in the sheets? I feel Uh... like it's not a freak in the sheets. Yeah, because Reese is a little bit kinky. Not really. He's kind of vanilla. I think Cassian's the kinkiest. Really? I yeah. think Cassian's the most, like, missionary guy. Like, he's like, I am in the army. We are doing <laughs> missionary position. We could do it standing up, though. <laughs> Practical. Flying over Valaris. Ew, no. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. People are like, Azrael's totally into knife play. I don't think so. All those daggers that Moore gave him. <laughs> he makes and use of them. Using them. To... Or do you reckon he's saving them specifically for more? For seduction. Oh. And Moore's like... I thought I could handle this, but I can't. She's like, I did not intend the knives to be used this way. No. (laughs) Anyways, we are so excited to see what's to come. Yes. And we would love to know if you guys have any theories, if you guys have any opinions on this, and what you're looking forward to most about the upcoming book. Yes. Tweet us. DM us. Email us. Get around it. Get around it, please. We love talking to you guys. So shall we fan cast now? Yes! Oh my god. We literally compiled a list of almost every character. Yes. We're doing a complete list here. We are. So Alicia and I chose our fan cast separately. We and did. we're just going to kind of discuss it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first up, Feyre, our protagonist. Who did you cast? Okay. I casted Feyre and Tamlin together. What? Yeah. As in, these two actors have been on screen together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just say Feyre to start with. Okay, I casted Dakota Johnson as Feyre. Interesting. Yes. I cast Saoirse Ronan. Ooh. Because I feel like the freckles, but she'd have to have, like, the right coloured hair. Yeah, and she can be a badass, but also act meek at points, too. Exactly. Love it. Okay, Tamlin. Yes. I casted Jamie Dornan as Tamlin. Oh, you went for Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, Mr. Grey. I feel like them, too. Okay, I personally can't see it. Okay, that's okay. interesting. He has, like, a rugged handsomeness. He does. And he has, like, a little beastie kind of thing going on. I can see it. And very dominant in bed. Oh, yeah. I actually haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but I've seen the shorts of it. So, what about you? The Tamlin I cast? Chris Hemsworth. Oh! I feel like the longer blonde hair, the kind of muscled physique. Yeah, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. Thank you. And also, like, some Aussie rep would be great. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, next. So, Lucian. Okay. This is a random one. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm thinking, like, kind of like Prince Harry vibes. <laughs> Prince Harry? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's so lovable. Like, at the start, at the start, he'd be like, hello. <laughs> and Alice will be like, oh, he's such, like, a... A second born, like, oh, he's so, like, stubborn. And then he'll just be, like, chilling in the dining room and just be like, so, tell me a bit about yourself. I'm shook. Yeah. I went in a complete opposite direction. What direction did you go in? 
I went in the Sam Hugan from Outlander direction. <gasps> oh, yes. Because I feel like realistically, he's like, very fit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sexy. That's true. Well, I was just thinking Prince Harry was in the army. Like, he's a man of mission. He knows rankings and stuff. And he knows how to be the son of a king. I mean, yeah, I went for physical looks. Oh, fair, fair. I went for, like, political. <laughs> but they both have red hair, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. Check. That's off the list. Yes. Okay. The big one. Reese. Reese. I casted Ian Summerholder. I think that's quite a popular opinion. Yeah. I did not. Who did you cast? I cast Henry Cavill. <gasps> oh. But, like, specifically... Superman, yes. Henry Cavill. Yes, yes, yes. He is a snack. He is. I also feel like, though, that Henry could... <laughs> that Henry Cavill could literally do a one-man show. Like, I feel like he'd also be a good Tamlin. Like, yeah. Circa the Witcher. And a good Feyre. <laughs> he'd be a great Feyre. <laughs> he would. With his I man hands. <laughs> literally, oh my gosh, true. Him, like, painting and hunting. But I was thinking, that makes sense, because when I first saw him on screen... I remember saying to my family, no jokes, he is the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my entire life. Fair. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to quickly segue into our next character so I can explain my reasoning. Amazing. Cassian, who Mm -hmm. do you cast? Aquaman. Me too. Oh, And here's my reasoning. Cool, cool. I cast Jason Momoa as Cassian and Henry Cavill as Reese because there is an image on the internet, it's ingrained in my brain, and it's Henry Cavill looking like smart in a suit and Jason Momoa is coming up behind him like ready for a bear hug. <gasps> yes, at the and red I'm carpet. like, if that is not Reese and Cassian, I don't know what is. That's so true. That's my reasoning. Yes, yes. I'm glad we agree on one Yes. <laughs> so who do you cast as Asriel? I think we have the same person. Yeah, I think we do. I cast Matthew Daddario. Yes. He is such a sweetheart. Need I say more? He literally encapsulates Asriel. He does. He's entire essence. And he's just, like, quiet sometimes. But then you feel so much pride in yourself if you make him laugh. Like, Especially him, like, fighting in the Shadowhunter series. Yes, yes, I'm yes. like, that is my man. Yes, I agree. More. Who did you cast as more? Okay. I casted Candace King, who... Who's that? She plays Caroline in... Oh, yes, 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 She's, like, real organized and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, what about you? I cast Margot Robbie. Ooh, yeah! Yeah? She can be dominant, she takes care of ya. Okay, Amryn. I casted Lana Condor. I can see it. Yeah, if she had short hair. Because she can oh, be... like in that movie she does. Yes. I haven't seen it. It um, actually might be a TV series. Deadly... Deadly something. Yeah. Yeah. That I one. That one. Because she's tiny and mighty and... She's not that tiny. She's the same height as me. We're below average height, though. Oh, are we? Anyways. Who did you cast? I cast Gemma Chan. Okay. She's from Crazy Rich Asians. She's like <gasps> the cousin, I think. I love her. I feel like Amran. Obviously, I think Gemma Chan's maybe a little bit too tall, but she's got like that slender face, and I feel like the eyes that could be Amran's eyes, spot on. Yes, yes, I completely see where you're coming from. Moving on to Amran's bestie, who drew fancast as Nesta. For Nesta, I casted Tori Devito, who plays Melissa on Pretty Little Liars. 
Oh! Yeah. I feel like she can be tough, but she knows duty, and she can be incredibly protective. But she has kind of a cold out outer shell, if you get what I mean. I mean, yeah. That's just not how I pictured Nestor at all, though. Really? Who did you cast? I cast Kira Knightley. Oh! Like, I feel like quite a structured face. But Kira's, like, dainty. No, but, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, Kira. Is still dainty. Nesta is dainty. She's a lady. Remember, she only wears dresses. But, like, oh, that's right. I feel like she looks like she could be cruel if needed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would have casted Kira as um Elaine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Elaine, who did you cast her? I cast Christine Froseth. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Where's she from? She's in a few things. She plays Alaska in the new Looking for Alaska series. Ah, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I feel like she's super dainty. I think a lot of people actually fan cast her as Feyre, but I see her more as like an Elaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I casted Emma Watson. Really? Yeah, but um, when she's in Beauty and the Beast vibes. Oh. Yeah, when she's wearing that little flower dress and she's in the garden. <laughs> Gave me a lane vibe. The garden? <laughs> yeah, she's in his garden at the castle. Look fair. Yeah. Okay, let's have a bit of a trip back in time. Who would you cast as Amarantha? Amarantha? I casted Madeline Petch. I don't know if that's oh. the way that you pronounce her name. Yeah, I think so. What about you? I cast Eva Green. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I think she does command a lot of power in her She presence. does. Yeah. I mean, runners-up, though, was Jessica Chastain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good choices, good choices. Or, like, even Natalie Dormer was a close second okay. as well. But with red hair. Right. Okay. What about Ianthe? Lol. Funny you should say that. I actually ended up casting Natalie Dormer as Ianthe. Okay. Right. Well, they're both, like, seductresses. I feel like Natalie Dormer just plays a really cruel role really well. Yeah. What about you? Who do you cast as Ianthe? I actually casted Margot Robbie. <gasps> oh! Yeah. I casted Margot Robbie because I can see her seducing people, but also being that, like, boyfriend's best gal friend, you know? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And what about the King of Highburn? This was a hard one. Oh, I forgot his name. The guy who plays Loki from oh Thor. tom hiddleston yeah hiddleston yeah i know he's oh. meant to be old but it's either him or his dad if he's meant to be an old guy then thor's father is who i casted but if he's not meant to be older and he's meant to be like a normal kind of like middle-aged man then him interesting yeah what about you i cast jason isaac he's what? lucius malfoy Ah, But, okay. like, non-blonde wig Lucius Malfoy. A fair, fair. I feel like it'd just be really good. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so I feel like even though we had a really long list originally, let's just stick to our main ones. Yes. Who would you cast as Tarquin? This is a really hard one. Originally, I was going to go with Will Smith just because I wanted Will Smith just to be there in general. But I think that the guy who played Dean in Harry Potter would go really well. He's also in How to Get Away with Murder. I almost cast him, but I just felt he looked a little too young for my liking. You reckon? I think he has the sort of innocence that 
would be so, he's so accommodating, you know, and he's like young and he's not meant to be a high lord, but he just got there and I the mean, end. yeah, but I feel like Tarquin just looks like a man. I feel like Tarquin just looks like ethereal. Oh. You know? So I chose to cast him as, I believe you pronounce his name as Theral Spears. And what's he from? I think he's an actor in a couple of things, but he's predominantly a model. Ah, fair enough. Yes, I do know him. I do know him. Sexy ass man. <laughs> he is a sexy ass man. And I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that covers the main ones. Yeah, I think so too. And you guys can let us know who you casted as these characters. Yes, tag us in all your fan casts. We would love to see. Oh my goodness, we would love to. Okay, so now that we've casted, should we move on to the quiz results? Yes. So the first quiz we did is, what actor court are you in? Do we want to say our results on the count of three? Yeah, like one, two, three, go. We say it after three. Okay, Like yes. one, two, three, court. Yes, okay, okay. cool. Do you want to count us in? Yes. One, two, three. Spring. Ah, oh. oh, I did think you were going to get spring, to be yeah. honest. I'm kind of sad. Yeah. Because I wanted winter or dawn. I wanted night court. I know you did. I knew I wasn't going to get night court. I'm not cool enough for the night court. Neither. I knew I was going to... As soon as I started the quiz, I was like, oh, I'm going to get spring. I know. Oh, me too. Oh, well, spring court's beautiful, but I get really bad hay fever, so not great. That would suck. It would suck. Okay, let's move on to which Akita character? Yes. Awesome. Yes. You said I was going to be shook at what yours was. Not this one, mate. Oh. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay, one, two, three, go. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, As. Feyre. Oh! <laughs> I knew you were going to be Feyre. I didn't. You were such a Feyre. I'm not. You are. I'm not. I felt like I was a Nesta. I don't think you are. I think you like Nesta so much that you want to be Nesta. Yeah. But I, I do. do see you being Feyre. Yeah. I see you being As. It's just because I'm quiet and awkward. I do think I probably, from an outsider's perspective, I would be the Asriel of any friendship group. Yes, except you know why you're not Asriel? Why? Because you hate Elaine, and Azrael doesn't hate <laughs> Elaine. He loved her. True. He's obsessed with her. True. Yeah. So, the final quiz that we've all been anticipating. Yes. Who is your Akatar mate? Yes. I think you're going to be shook by this one for me. I think you're going to be shook by this one for me, because I was very disappointed and angry. Okay, okay. Let's guess who each other has. Okay. Who do you think is my mate? I think your mate is Lucian. Okay. I love that. Who do you think is my mate? Um, judging by your reaction... Of disappointment. Yeah, I think it's going to be Tamlin. Okay. After three? Yeah. One, two, three. Cassian. <gasps> That's why I was disappointed. I didn't want I Lucian. love Lucian. Why, why are you Lucian. disappointed? Because, oh, well, one, the photo that came up afterwards is like a smiling fox. It was extremely off-putting. <laughs> and second of all, I don't want to be with Lucian. I wanted, like, Cassian or something. Also, not to sound weird or anything, but if guys are too obsessed with me, I feel too much pressure and I feel like Elaine, where I'm just like, I need to leave. No, but that's going to be the same with any mate. That's true. But in real life, you know? I mean, true. Yeah. I was shook. I didn't think Cassian would be my mate. I am very glad he is because you can be kind of quiet and I feel like he'll bring you out of your shell. And you do like a bad boy. Cassian is definitely the kind of guy that I go for. That's so true. Oh, well, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> I'm mad. I'd be happy if I was you. I know you would. I kind of, if anything, I would have thought it would be the other way around. 
that I'd get Cassian and you'd get Lucian. Yeah, me too. Oh, well. It is what it is. I'm it not complaining. Is what it is. Oh, I am. <laughs> I know fine. you are. I could have, I would have, I would have taken anyone except for Lucian. I mean, at least it's not Tamlin. Yeah. I actually thought I would get Asriel for some reason. I thought I would get Asriel. Yeah, I thought you would, but since yours came out as you are Asriel, like as a person, I thought I would get Asriel. Yeah. You thought we'd be very compatible? Well, you thought we'd be mates? Well, our personalities are very compatible. So I'm like, Asriel's personality would match mine if you are Asriel. Like, I was I was deducting. Okay, so those quizzes were so much fun. I enjoyed them. I know that I complained about getting Lucian, but I actually did enjoy taking them. Yes, definitely. We're going to link them all in the description box below. So again, let us know what you get. Let's chat. Maybe we can start up little clubs. Yes, take the quizzes with your friends. Discuss it. We love a discussion. We do. So, I guess now's the time that most of you have been waiting for. The giveaway. Yes. So we're going to primarily run this giveaway on TikTok. Yes. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to randomly select one person and gift them a book off their Amazon wish list. Yes. The rules are... You must follow us on TikTok and Instagram in order to enter this competition. Yes. We will be posting a TikTok video about it and you need to like that video and tag three bookish friends. Yes. And tell us what's one of your favourite books. And you will get a bonus entry if you comment which of our podcast episodes is your favourite. Yes, exactly. And make sure you follow us on Instagram because that's where we do most of our communicating with our fellow listeners. Yes, because unfortunately our DMs aren't working on TikTok at the moment. No. And Instagram is just a more accessible platform than email most of the time. Yes. So we are going to announce the winner on TikTok, Instagram, and in the podcast, all of which will be on the 22nd of December. Right before Christmas, just in time. Yes, we just think it's such a lovely idea to be able to give back to you guys. For all the support and encouragement that you have given us. Yes. Because your contribution means so much to us. We love you guys. We do love you guys. Thank you so much. So that being said, I guess we'll wrap up this episode. Yes. And wrap up diving into the Accord of Thorns and Roses universe until February. In which we will be reviewing A Court of Silver Flames. And we are beyond excited. So excited. Yes. So until then, I guess you'll have to stay tuned. Yes, next week we will really get into the Christmas spirit and be reviewing Dash and Lily's Book of Dares. Yes. By David Levithan and Rachel Cohn. Yes, so get excited for that one. And there's also a Netflix series that's, I believe, out now. So it's the perfect time to dive into the book and that sort of universe if you want just a little feel-good book. And it's a short book to read too. So you'll definitely finish reading it before we post it if you are interested in listening to us. Yes, definitely. So thank you so much for listening to TBR. Yes, we really hope you enjoyed it and we cannot wait to have you join us next week. Bye! Bye.